Welcome back to the Any Given Thursday podcast. Max and David with you here. At the top of the show, we should probably apologize um, for not delivering our typical post-match uh, day content last week. I was out of town. I was also very sick the whole time. I was out of town. Um, I wasn't able to fully interact with the games the way I'd like to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bit difficult. Um but yeah, we're gonna make up for it this week by being so interesting to listen to. Do you want to tell all the listeners where you were this weekend? I was in Law, Los Angeles, and was that because of a potential Oscar nomination that you were going for? Like, I don't like to talk about it. Um, <laughs> on, I don't like to brag. To you know, we have a lot of sort of average Joe listeners out there. Yeah. Um, I don't want I don't want them to mistake my high flying lifestyle for for being out of touch. That's um, fair. With the right with the normies. Um, yeah, I don't think many of our listeners are bi-coastal. But yes, I was at the Jay-Z after after party. <laughs> I mean, who wasn't? <laughs> Everyone was there. And yes, I did uh suck Beyonce's dick. So um, but we were we're gonna move past it. Um it wasn't why I was sick. This was that was after. Yeah. <laughs> I gave everybody COVID at the event. Yeah, if you find out any celebrities have COVID. Um, I slipped on Jimmy Kimmel's couch um next to his kids. It was weird. Yeah. Um but yeah. They don't have their own beds. But now we're back to doing average Joe stuff, like watching the Union Derby, which was which one of the surprises of last week. One of the most exciting games. Who I don't week. think we would have predicted. In fact, we didn't predict <laughs> so many goals. <laughs> no, uh, one or two maybe total, but yeah. six, <laughs> especially after their group stage games, which were all both one nil. I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody came in with we like thought it coming, especially given the conditions. It was all snowy. And shit. Yeah, it was wonderful watch though. Like, yeah, the snow coming down, the two teams just really going at each other. It made Another, for a super incredible game. We it's about time we stop. Uh, we stop uh, doubting or underestimating Saint was Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, I guess we'll start there since I've been brought it up. Um, the fixture three three shifts back to Belgium. Mm-hmm. Um, then cool lovely part of brussels not brussels uh brussels brussels Brussels. Brussels. i'm a a dingus yeah yeah um they don't get to play at their own cute little stadium that like borders the woods but Mm -hmm. that's like union gets to play in union berlin gets to play in their cute stadium that borders the woods yes but saint chalazes is too cute and their tour doesn't qualify for uefa standards um they move nearby hopefully it should still be a pretty raucous atmosphere you'd think yeah um, it's not like it's that far across town. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the same city. Um, it's at uh, Lotto Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, I don't is that Anderlecht Stadium? I don't think so. They've been playing. I'm pretty sure they've been playing there. Um, the entire. Yeah, they have been. I just can't remember who actual stadium yeah. it is. It's not Anderlecht. Okay, that um, was one of the bigger teams, but yeah. Anyway, what do you? What's going to happen? Well, I mean, if. Union St. Joe's midfield plays like they did in the last game. I think they have a chance to take this mm-hmm. one. And I'm, I keep underestimating them, uh, but it is also hard to see Victor Boniface putting in as good a performance as he did in the last game. I think Union Berlin should have enough. And, you know, maybe now that they're dropping off of the title race a little bit, maybe they say, okay, it's just as important for this club to get a Europa League title and maybe push down this avenue. So I think they'll come out full strength squad um but yeah it's it's hard for me to make a prediction in this it's just it feels like like on a knife's edge i could see either team going through i'm gonna take 
Berlin in extra time to one. Okay. I think since I didn't make an official prediction, uh-huh. I will also go Berlin, but I'm going to go all the way to penalties. It goes 1-1 one, one in a penalties. Love it. Let's hope for another 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. We should also say Josip Juranovic. We talked about him. I've talked about him pretty much every week because he's just, every week he does something better and better. Mm. The free kick he had in this game was beautiful. Mm. And as he's become unplayable. I mean, he's one of their best players since he moved there. Yeah. Yeah. Moved up. He was playing more right mid instead of a right back. Yeah. This time, is a cool name, too. It is. Moved from Celtic. Great purchase. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Very, very uh, Union Berlin-y. Absolutely. Um, All right, what's next on do, our docket? Uh, let's do uh, Sociedad hosting Roma. Yeah. Down nil two in the leg. This one surprised me a little bit. I know, so we did talk about last Wednesday how Sociedad is in their first proper, like, forum dip of mm-hmm. the season um so perhaps i shouldn't be that surprised but uh, but in roma if you look at their just like form on paper the results have been pretty good um they're in the top four race in italy only because uva got points deductions but still yeah. um uh but well, they, they never be, really in the passed, race they never just... really passed don't break up race into this <laughs> they never they never really passed the eye test for me mm-hmm. like ever <laughs> like i've never watched them and we're impressed by them um, so I guess I wasn't really thinking they'd pull out such a comfortable result here. Um, yeah, and it shouldn't have been like no, it was one nothing until very close to the end when Kumbula got a late second goal. But even despite the scoreline not being comfortable for most of the game, yeah, it felt like Roma were really in control, it didn't feel like Sociedad had any chance to score, mm-hmm. they uh, didn't, didn't create all that much, yeah. And I do think I want to shout out Matic after his performance. I thought he was incredible. I tweeted out about it during the game. It's just the way he can sit in front of the back line and protect them so well. I mean, he had so many tackles, so many interceptions, and just prevented Sociedad from really getting anything going. He shut down Zada, David Silva. Yeah, shut down David Silva at the 10, and which is a very difficult thing to do. He's a great player. So I think Roma should be able to run out a very similar lineup and get the job done. Possible. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Sociedad will mix up their lineup a little bit. I think they have to. Um, because, yeah, I, I think Oyarzabal didn't start last week. Um, you know, obviously he's not been back fully fit from injury for that long. Mm-hmm. So I assume there was some rotation there. Um, yeah. But I wonder if I mean, he has to start here. He started over on the weekend against Mallorca. Yeah, and Kubo um, and Sorloff had been in relatively good form until recently. So yeah. there was some faith in them, but I think, yeah, they didn't, mm-hmm. they've been falling off a little bit. It's definitely time for Yarzabal to be the starter again. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorlock came on over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlos Fernandez started on the weekend too, and had a good game. Wonderful. See him too. Um, Bernardo, David Silva oddly has played both of those last two games. Um, wonder yep. if he like has the legs to go another like eighty minutes here. Um, he's thirty seven now. Yeah, I know. But he played well in both. I don't, I don't know. And he got shut down by a thirty four year old. It's a very he it was an interestingly well. old matchup. Yeah, he played pretty well in the yeah. Well, just like didn't create a ton. You know, it yeah. was. But um, I was just pointing out the ages. You know, the fact that it's two guys and yeah, I kind of feel like 30s. I kind of feel like Roma's done enough to squeak through too. I think it won't be easy. I think Sociedad will like 
I wonder if it'll have a little bit of the feeling of the inter-quarter game we just saw where mm-hmm. Porto probably deserved to level it, but just didn't really have yeah the I... didn't really have enough, didn't really have the magic on the day to like to 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 beat the fates. I do think the one saving grace for Sociedad is really Patricio is Roma's goalkeeper. Mm. I he had a good game against Sociedad, he didn't make but any errors. But yeah. yeah, he's just he's been way off of it this year. He's mm-hmm. Definitely not the player he used to be. And Sociedad, if they can put two shots on target, <laughs> they can score two goals. That's think, literally all it takes against Rui Patricio. This is what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to score 1-0, mm-hmm. 2-1 on aggregate. I think Romo will score in like an ugly counterattack or something. Okay. And then a look done. And then Sociedad will get one, another one in like the 85th minute. Okay. And then they'll go out 3-2 on aggregate. That's yeah. Right. Should point out that it's now been five consecutive games in Europe that Italian teams have kept a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Roma of all teams will be the one to break that. They could so, be. I, I think Sociedad's gonna score. But I don't I think have a, go I think Roma are gonna snag a late one nothing winner to assure themselves we're going through. Yeah. <laughs> I do think they'll go through, unfortunately. Um I hope Sociedad has something in them, but they don't look like they have the I don't know. They don't yeah, look like they have the goals right now, yeah. based on the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on up to, let's do Arsenal Sporting. Mm-hmm. Um, sporting played a better match than I think we thought they would. Um, mm-hmm. And they probably actually should have won this game. Um, yeah. I mean, lots of controversy, too, for going both ways. Uh, love going both ways. Yeah. Arsenal scored, I think it was the second goal, came off of what was a pretty clear foul. By Saka mm-hmm. in the buildup, and then I think it was Sporting's first was chested down by Juan Mi, but he clearly his arm clearly helped him chest it down, mm. and then results in the goal. So probably offsetting, and you think a draw is probably still the right result. Either way, maybe Sporting did deserve the win though. Yeah, Arsenal was really sloppy. Um, mm-hmm. They they didn't come out with the same sort of focus that we're used to seeing in the league. Um, I guess maybe you could say they're finally maybe showing some cracks about competing on all these fronts. Um, but you'd expect a little more of a, I guess, professional performance from them, um, mm-hmm. I think, in, in this return leg. Um, and I don't, I don't I don't think they'll they'll be playing with fire as much as they were last yeah. year. They are also a team, though, that has, you know, as much as we love the Europa League, Arsenal have something a little bigger focusing on right now, and that's... Yeah their domestic title and so they might be rotating and it's not a team with as much depth they already as you would expect from a, amount yeah, yeah for their standards they rotated pretty yeah and they avoided rotating the team during the group stage for the most mm-hmm. part so it's kind of interesting to see that and with Enketia out especially mm-hmm. up front I'm not sure there's enough of a I think there's a talent is there but they just haven't really played together much mm-hmm. so I do think there's a possibility for sporting to take advantage of that uh Uguarte coming back in the midfield will be huge for them, but no Sebastian Cortez, who picked up a suspension last week. It's too bad. Yeah, he's a key piece of their defense, so. Bellerin is out until April. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Arsenal start, like, a pretty, pretty unrotated 11. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I think, like, I, I, I'd expect to see some, like, the Odegaards and the, you know, yeah, just I to, could also see the job done. Hopefully, in like for them, sixty minutes. I could see out. him benching guys like Odegaard, but having them ready to come on. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would, I would expect if it's still a draw, or maybe Arsenal have a one goal lead, 
that if someone like Odegaard or Xhaka are on the bench, that they would come on mm-hmm. in that situation. So I, I agree with you. It's like a little rotation, but maybe not, maybe not a ton. We'll that said, I think Arsenal at home yeah. should still be able to win. I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a problem for them. I think they win pretty comfortably, Okay, unfortunately. Yeah. Actually, at this stage, it's probably better for me if they stay in the competition. Yeah. Because they can't focus on the league as much. Let's go move on to... Uh, well, actually, let's 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 return to Spain, um, mm-hmm. to Sevilla to be specific, but not for Sevilla, for Real Betis, the biggest team in Sevilla. Yes, maybe <laughs> uh, I don't know. I haven't counted their fans. Manchester United. This tie is pretty much over. Uh, yeah, they get their ass beat in Manchester last week. It's a great um, job by a, United to bounce back. It was a tough time for Betis to play them after it was probably like the worst week of the season to yeah <laughs> to go to old trafford after their seven nil drubbing they took it anfield you knew they were going to turn up for this one um but betis really did very little to uh to to stymie um the uh the the united wave united had 10 big chances Ugh. in the game last week um and even though it was only even though it was one one at halftime um betis were overwhelmed from the beginning and didn't really have much of a shout in the second yeah and bruno big scored yeah his celebration afterwards it looked like such a relief to yeah, know, he's like, he's, finally he's scored. decent moments he's just not actually scored. yeah bruno had a great game really bounced back well i feel like every time it happens that bruno has We're ready to bury him yeah he just has one of these games where he's yeah. whiny, easily the best little bitch yeah easily the best player on the team and yeah like just looks like a star looks like a superstar and he had so that much. game against betis yeah i agree this one's definitely this one should be over if United and come out with a non fully rotated team. There's mm-hmm. no way Betis can score three goals against this yeah. back line right now. So my hope at least is that the that the fans turn up, give us a good atmosphere here, mm-hmm. um, and maybe you know something bounces right. Maybe they get two goals in the first half. That's their that's their best chance. Yeah. Because we have seen at the very least what we've seen with this United team is that they still have the remnants of of the opposite of mental fortitude whatever yeah. whatever they're, they're, they have these weak uh there's, there's some sort of weakness like mm-hmm. buried in their psyche somewhere yeah from those last couple years of like when they were trauma losing consistently yeah and, and like we're not able to you know plug holes and not concede yeah. five or six goals and, and then, yeah i know they brought in a ton of players but a lot of the leaders on this team are still mm-hmm the guys who were there and who have experienced yeah. that. And we talked about this last like, week, but like we thought Ten Hag had sort of pushed them past that, but we saw that sort of th- those elements of, of, of men of, you know, that psyche rear their ugly heads a week ago. So, you know, if Betis can maybe hang their hopes on maybe, maybe finding some more of those insecurities buried within, but is it likely? Probably not. I think it's, yeah. I think it's, Probably going to be like 2 1 or 1 1 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, Falcundo Palestri came on late in this game and he looked really, really good. He's 21 mm. year old Uruguayan who's kind of getting bled into the rotation a little bit finally now. Mm-hmm. First European appearance and so just so lively, so energetic, so good with the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he created the first, the last goal, the Baghorst one. So I think they might have themselves a player there, which would be an issue. For us who don't like United. 
Uh, so let's why don't we wrap up the Spanish sides then mm-hmm. while we're on the subject? Stay in Sevilla, but actually go to Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Um, Sevilla were two nil winners against uh Benerbache, who are still chasing Galatasaray in the league, yeah. which um, is you know, Galatasaray, I think, is what like 18 wins in a row or something yeah, absurd pretty, like that. So. Benerbache is also having quite a good league season, yeah. Um, you know, they have the best strike duo in maybe the world right now in Batshuayi and Ender Valencia. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's probably why they didn't win last week, yeah. because they started Josh King. Uh, uh, and so <laughs> yeah. Batshuayi came on as a sub with, uh, did he come on with Diego Rossi or did he come on with? He came on else? at the same time as Rossi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He and Rossi came on and Benabacha at that point were kind of already chasing the game. And I don't think. Yeah. The substitution really worked. Say, it just didn't opened do, him up more. I'm not sure Sevilla did that much to deserve the two nil here. No. Um, nice for Eric Lamella to score. I mm-hmm. that was my, I enjoyed seeing that. Um, he's a good kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, classic Latin temperament. You know, there's a callback to. That. Yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't me saying that. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I mean, I feel like I'm of two minds here. I feel like Edmund, like we saw Sevilla take a comfortable three nil lead to the netherlands last round and and flirt with blowing it at the end yeah um this was a bad team they did finally win the league this weekend but you know they're not out of danger yet mm-hmm. um it would be very severe of them to just like march really far into this tournament well fighting rele- relegation but i think we've also seen that like a competent side in front of a good home atmosphere could actually if things start trending in the wrong direction, could actually could actually challenge this result, I think. Absolutely. Um Fenerbahce is good enough to do it. It's not like they got horribly outplayed like Betis or something last week. No, I actually United. think I mean they missed more than a few chances in this game. Yeah, they're this was a harsh result on them. And I think they might have made the wrong decision with their approach toward the end. They went for an equalizer. Like they were really pushing and trying to make it one one. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of bit them because Sevilla got that second goal. Mm-hmm. And it's easy with hindsight to sit here and say, you take the one nothing because you should win in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Fenerbahce are just as good, if not a better team, than Sevilla right now. They're good for it. And in Turkey, they should be able to win. But now you've made it more difficult because now you have to win by multiple goals. So mm-hmm. you really have to come out. You really have to attack them. That being said, I think they're going to do it. I think it's going to be 3-1. Oh, I love it. And it's going to go to penalties. You're betting against Sevilla? I'm betting against Sevilla. I can't bet against Sevilla. I've done it every single time. And I'm wrong. Every single time. Lamelle scored again on the weekend. Um, He's feeling himself a little bit. I love the all-Tottenham front court of uh, Lamella and Hill. Uh, I think Sevilla are going to bullshit their way to getting this done. I just kind of do. I think it's going to be... I I think it's going to be kind of like that Roma Sociedad game. Mm -hmm. Um... I think Fenerbahce are going to score twice, and I think Sevilla is going to get one like shitty goal, and okay. they're going to see it through, and they're not going to deserve to. Yeah, and we're going to be frustrated by it. Um, I'm just sticking to my betting against yeah, Sevilla yeah. until they win the tournament. All right. Um, let's check out what's going on with the German teams, why don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Leverkusen beat Finnish Vados last week two nil at home, and now travel to uh, to the Green Giants of Hungary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in what figures to be, I don't know if it'll be packed or what, given the midweek fixtureness of it. Um, but Finnish Vados fans, for better and for worse, have the history of being quite ratty. Um, yeah. And, you know, potentially a tough place to go. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what do you going to happen? I think by Leverkusen, I think they showed that they were a substantially better team against Ferenc Boros, but yes, they didn't. This. They didn't put it away. Yeah, they did not put it away. They didn't look like they wanted to put away. They they didn't create as much as as you would think for, for a typical Leverkusen game. Yeah, especially like a more if, typical Leverkusen game is what we saw over the weekend, where they beat Bremen three two. If you go back and like Got a lot of chances, watch the game or even watch the highlights, you can see just how dominant by Leverkusen were. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's going sure. for them. They have the ball constantly pushing up on Frank Rouse, but it's not creating anything. They seem not interested in scoring a second until they kind of had to mm-hmm. when uh like right at the end when it was uh tapsoba scored yeah and but is, you know they, we've seen them they can be kind of hard to break down yeah if they want to be we I also guess the question i guess the main question here is like can french take the initiative mm-hmm. and in enough of a meeting in a meaningful enough way that they can actually you know pace the game yeah and hungry i don't think so but the other thing to consider is that we've seen this from Leverkusen before. They're young. They can be a little stupid mm-hmm. and concede bad goals when they lose focus. So, yeah. I mean, it's totally possible that if something goes against them here, maybe they get a bit of misfortune. Suddenly it's 2-2 on aggregate. Yeah. And do they lose their heads? I don't know. And we did see last week not a single away team won a game in the Europa League. Mm-hmm. So playing at home comes with a ton of advantages in this competition because it's no international travel, travel yeah. right? Like midweek games and you have to get on a plane probably. Uh, this might be a bus even. I don't know. They're not that far away from no, each other. Take plane, they're dude. taking a plane. Dude, they'll take a plane from like from like <laughs> Berlin to Munich. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yeah, so you got to get on a plane. You got to travel. You have to stay in a hotel away from the bed that you expected to, right? Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of these teams it's harder than just like a normal road day in the league mm-hmm. right so maybe that plays into it maybe it's hard for Bayer Leverkusen to come in and like get up and get the win that I just don't think Frank Barros are going to have enough yeah to either. put it away and I think because they're, they're going to have to be stretched out because they need goals guys like Fertz and Fertz Demir they can really get to them who starts it yeah but uh yeah and I don't know they a lot of their players are just in good form these days mm-hmm also, um, Bayer Leverkusen should be a team that is going all out for the Europa League. This should be absolutely. their focus right now. They're not making the Champions League. In no, the, their best, the best case is like maybe they could get top six if they go on a run, but that's mm-hmm. like even that is like top seven is more realistic. Yeah, and so for them, I think you go full and you go full tilt. You hope. I think you saw the you saw that, the Frankfurt model was mm-hmm. laid down last year. It's achievable for a club like theirs, yeah. and you know that you're good enough to beat Bayern Munich. So you can theoretically beat everyone in this competition because I yeah. think Bayern are the best team in Europe. Yeah. Uh, and if you can get lucky and maybe Arsenal United play each other next round or Arsenal eliminate Juve or somebody like that, somebody big that's tough to beat, mm-hmm. right? Okay, like now you can get through to the semifinals, then you can get to the final. That's yeah. one day. Ben Fadosh lost to Puskas FC Academy over the weekend. Oof, not good. For their third loss of the season. They're still 11 points clear at the top of the table. Yeah. So they have, you know, they are... They don't have to worry about, you know, fighting. Yeah, they're a good team. They can play a full first 11. Yeah. Um, I think they could maybe make it interesting, but I think it's probably more likely to be like 1-1. Or... I'm going to go 2-1 by Leverkusen. Leverkusen. Yeah. Love it. Um, speaking of the German teams, this is one I'm really intrigued to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Freiburg nil one Juventus. Um, Juve with just the one goal advantage coming back from Italy. Um. This is one I'm going to be watching closely because I think anything could happen here. We talked on Wednesday specifically about how Freiburg 
could, if they came back with a just a one goal deficit, they could be in really good shape and make this mm-hmm. interesting. It's exactly what happened. They did almost nothing in the game. <laughs> except, that is being very that's the ball. That is being very generous. To I mean, they had They're... the ball and they passed it sideways. Yeah, and <laughs> and you know what they got what they're after. I think it looks like they approached the game intentionally to kill it. Yeah, and to make Juve sort of chase it, and you know maybe they. They seem like they controlled the game reasonably well, given like yes, Juve had a lot of chances, but not very many big chances. It was a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of, of little ones. And, and Vlaovic has been just awful. He this, just like yeah. last few months. Did you see it's... the one on the weekend where he hit the bar and yeah. it was like the underside of the bar, and it was like, oh my god. Yeah. Sometimes you just go through runs like that where mm-hmm. it's very unlucky. And you, yeah. I mean, to his credit, I think he's like still finding ways to positively affect the game. Yeah, which is kind of all you can do when you're a striker. Yeah, I mean his hold up like play that. has never Steve been big horse. Yeah, his hold up play has never been good. It's his... Right, it's not his style. But yeah, like you said, he's doing enough. Like he's keeping his body in there. He's being present. He's making mm-hmm. the runs that you want a center forward to make. He's just not able to find the back of the net. Yeah, and he's not somebody who's going to like make a great pass to set somebody else up mm-hmm. either. But you knew that when you bought him. Uh, also, we should talk about Juventus's injury problems coming into this game. So Paul Pogba comes back, he plays one game, gets benched for being late, and then immediately gets a muscle injury yeah. out for almost a isn't, month. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> so, so Pogba. 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 Very Pogba. Pogba. Yeah. Uh, Chiesa is likely going to miss this game. He picked up a little knock on his knee, the same one he's had a lot of injury issues with. So uh-huh. they're going to be extra cautious with that. Uh, Kyle George, or Kyle Jorge, I think it's Jorge, is oh. out. Arcadius Milik is out, so that's your two backup strikers, which means Moise Keane is your backup striker, which is mm-hmm. not good. Uh, Alexandro is out. He's your starting center back, and his backup is Leonardo Benucci, who is out, which might be a good thing because he was awful over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But likely means Rugani will be starting, probably in the center, mm. which uh, you don't want. No. That's not good. Probably not. <laughs> uh, that's a that's actually very bad for you guys <laughs> if he's starting. <laughs> Um, yeah, they might move to Shilio Central, which might be smarter than starting Rugani, uh, because Shilio at least has some some form and some game time in him. They should start Di Maria back there. Yeah, honestly, Di Maria could probably do a job there. The World Cup. (laughs) Yeah, but like we said last week, I think Allegri and Juventus are really, really good at making individuals beat them and not letting teams beat them. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Freiburg have the individuals who can really come in and like. But what they Grab are going to have is one of the you. best crowds of the day. Yeah. And um, I just think they'll, I think they're, I think I'm going to give them some, I think I'm going to give them at least a goal here uh, just by being at home in front of their fans. They're, they're not in like dominant form right now, but they're in solid form. I think we didn't see Gregorich start last week. Yeah, he did start midweek or on the weekend against Hoffenheim. I wonder mm-hmm. if he comes in. Um, they don't really have any injury concerns, so they you know they can go to their pretty deep into their bench for yeah. some difference makers. I don't know. I just I like their vibes, man. Do I think Juve will probably end up frustratingly getting through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do I think Freiburg are going to challenge them? And am I going to pick them? Yes, I am. Okay, I am going to take Freiburg in extra time, three one on the day. Three two on aggregate. I think Juve probably watched Milan and Inter get through 
yeah. with nil nils and yeah, Allegri sitting there saying, "Oh yeah, oh, oh my god, this is all I've ever wanted is a nil nil on the road in the yeah. second leg of a European yeah. competition." And I think he's going to get it. I'm going nil nil. But Freiburg have a better coach than Tottenham. So, oh, Ooh, shots fired from the Tottenham fan. Oh fuck you, one day. Um, yeah, I think Freiburg. I think Freiburg is going to bring it. You know, yeah. like this is all. This is like. They've been talking all um, tournament sort of about strike specifically has talked about this, how they been sort of hankering to get like a big historic team yeah. to match up against. And I think they'll be really excited for this one. Um, I think they'll, this is like, you know, this is not a thing that's a, a normal, a normal occasion mm-hmm. for Freiburg, despite their recent success of the last couple of years. Yeah. So I think they'll I think they'll savor this and I think they'll approach it like it's their final. Um yeah, I mean they, it kind of is. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean obviously it's a knock. I think game, it will but I think different. they'll approach this like again, I think Frankfurt is like really like sort of a shining light for some of these teams in Germany too, mm-hmm. that it's like who have struggled in Europe in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, other than Bayern winning that Champions League. They haven't the league hasn't had a lot of success. And I think seeing some of these like Union Berlin as well, like some of the that showing that these teams can with sort of smart budgeting and good coaching can actually yeah, compete on uh, at this Europa League level. I think is and winning in the Europa League is what allowed Spain and England to separate themselves a little mm-hmm. bit in the 2010s because they were consistently getting a fifth team mm-hmm. into the Champions League because it was almost always one of those two countries winning the Europa League. Mm-hmm. So you have a fifth team that's getting this huge payday. And your teams are getting extra paydays along the way. So now these mid-table clubs are being able to compete and with the big Frankfurt, ones. Frankfurt ends up in the knockouts of the Champions League. You know, yeah, and they're like, getting – yeah, you get the one spot too. Like you get yeah. the first pot too. So you get a huge advantage coming into the – Yeah, I think that – and even team, even a team like – I mean, Rangers went to the final, West Ham in the semifinal. There's now sort of a path, I think, open in, in the psyche anyway. For mm-hmm. some of these teams, you, normally you'd be like, oh, just like Sevilla would win it or – you know, United's in it, so they'll probably win it. Yeah. Um, and I think we both sit here and we're like, okay, United, Sevilla, because it's Sevilla, Arsenal, Arsenal Juventus yeah. are the favorites. Yeah. But there's 100% a chance that a team like could lose. Yeah. Uh, Freiburg could uh-huh. pull an upset and get deep into the semifinal or the final. Yeah. You know, like depends on the draw, too. You know, yeah. you never know. Um, anyway, that was probably an unnecessary rant. Um, let's go to our final fixture of the Europa League. It is Feyenoord and Shakhtar, who drew 1 1 in not Ukraine last week. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I think, was probably about what we predicted, right? Didn't we both say 1-1? I think we did, maybe. So we I don't have that. my notes no deal, on it still there. That. But, yeah, Shakhtar did what they always do, which is mm-hmm. they don't play for the first, like, 60, 70 minutes, mm-hmm. and then they make some subs, yeah. and boom, they hit you, like, right away. Yeah. And they did it again. They scored what, 79th minute this time, but mm-hmm. couldn't see it out for the victory. Feyenoord got a late equalizer probably deserve well it deserved, yeah. yeah they had what 22 23 21 shots, shots yeah. geez Feyenoord yeah. are in superb form they keep winning in the league i think how many in the league have they won one two three four i think they've won at least five in a row in the league they're still three points clear of of title rivals ajax who those two az's sort of and PSV are still in the hunt, but I think they're sort of separating themselves. Mm-hmm. They're both like can't not win right now. Yeah, Feyenoord um, haven't lost in sixteen. Yeah, and they're unbeaten in twenty home games yeah. as well. And th- at this point, that title might come down to the Feyenoord Ajax match coming up in mm-hmm. next month. Yeah, um, I believe that's next month. 
but yeah so i mean they're about it it's actually it's on sunday oh shit so maybe that factors in too because fire is gonna have to be (laughs) a little eye toward that ix game that's yeah but also you gotta go yeah you really do and like this is such a rarefied error for them to in their modern history. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they won this competition. I think two thousand one or two. Yeah, wild with Long a baby Robin Van Persie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you expect them to go for it here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that isn't to say Shakhtar will put up a fight. I think Shakhtar, as you said, have a real talent of just like sort of stealing goals just from mm-hmm. like smart, intelligent, quick counter-attacking yeah um but i don't know it doesn't feel like the it's a nice story for them mm-hmm. to be going this far and playing this well i d- don't know if the vibes are there um against Feyenoord. yeah and you know how i feel about my vibes you should say also um well ruther is going to be in goal for Feyenoord with bilau out still with his uh wrist injury so maybe Shakhtar take advantage of a backup goalkeeper but i i'm with you i think fine take this i'm gonna go two nothing i think three one but like the third one is late yeah like it's as shocked our have to chase Mm -hmm. um yeah all right and that wraps up the europa league let's conference it up yeah so should we start with the game that's likely going to come out before this releases we should uh but shock here taking on ghent in Istanbul, mm-hmm. it was 1-1 in the first leg. Uh, another one where, you know, Bashakshahir got completely outplayed. Or I guess the reverse of last time, right? Bashakshahir got completely outplayed, mm-hmm. but still managed to draw. What And uh, it was Basel took out the Turkish team, right? Mm-hmm. Like getting completely outplayed and then stealing a draw. Yeah. Yeah. So... Kind of the reverse for Trabzon Sport, yes, yeah. yeah. Kind of the reverse of that type of tie. Um, so maybe now that they're at home, they can take it. But Ghent just outplayed them so, so much in the yeah, little surprise first leg that it's hard to look past them. I think I'm going to go two one Ghent in extra time. I'm going to take Basakshi here in penalties. Okay, one one on the day. Yeah, hopefully former Milan player Leo Duarte can show up. And... I think it's it is a little hard sometimes with especially at this Conference League level where we're like not watching the teams every mm-hmm. weekend, um, like we are with some of the bigger sides. Yeah, but it's really hard to tell like how much is just like Thursday away shit and how much is like actual performance. Yeah. It's really, it's just really hard to so many so many of these Conference League fixtures are like total shots in the dark for us yeah. on like because at a certain point you just can't really compare quality based on like Absolutely. week in and week out opponents yeah and you, we think we have a good idea at this point and then something goes and surprises us like <laughs> yeah like, like where you're like oh that's not the level we thought they were on at all yeah um, and because we're not you know it's there's teams from what like 14 different leagues still in this competition yeah. and so some of them we don't really know about the league themselves so i can't be around here saying like oh but istanbul have just played against besiktas and lost like i can tell you i know besiktas are a pretty solid team mm-hmm. but i can't tell you like oh besiktas won because of this yeah right yeah like, right this is why we struggled. League this yeah weekend, like... or also like i can't sit around and be like mm-hmm. oh like they're gonna be super tired because besiktas run them all over the place yeah. or something like that well, that's right? part of the but, fun of the, the of covering yeah. the conference league is that we had like Especially bit. over the course of that, we develop like what we think is an understanding of where some of these teams are in comparison with each other, and then like they surprise us again, and everything changes. You just never really know. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of the part of the joy of yeah. of covering some of this. What another surprise that wasn't a surprise at all was maybe the biggest fixture, uh, definitely the biggest fixture mm-hmm. in this stage, which is Lazio and Alkmaar. Alkmaar yeah. returned to the Netherlands with a two-one advantage, mm-hmm. which they earned at uh, at the Olympico last Thursday. Very. Oh, did they play on Tuesday? They played on Tuesday. They played on Tuesday. But they're playing Thursday this yeah, week. They play yeah, they're playing Thursday. Yeah. yeah. I, I just misspoke there. That was yeah. very surprising, but also the most but also unsurprising not surprising because it's Lazio. Especially because like... Lazio were coming off of like such a good result against Italy. Not, yeah. Yeah, where they beat like the 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 champions. <laughs> like, yeah, the yeah. The team that will be champions. Their best result like... of the year. And they yeah. followed it up by losing at home. To Alkmaar and then drawing what Bologna, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, who knows? Just, one of those games, it's like, man, Lazio really don't care about Europe like at all. Yeah, it's well, every year because it's every year. I mean, you look Sar- at the yeah. energy. And... We, we've questioned Sar- some of Sarri's uh, lineups in this competition before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this one, like, it, he just keeps like yeah. not taking it that seriously. Yeah, no Immobile for this one, so he ran out like. A relatively strong lineup for what you would expect from uh-huh. him, right? Uh, but Felipe Anderson as your nine, like weird choice. Weird choice. Uh, Pedro on the right and Zakagni next to Felipe Anderson. You're like, okay, that doesn't sound great, but mm-hmm. could still work. Uh, he started Patrick, he which is savage. <laughs> yeah, he started Patrick, which is always a bad choice. I know you hate Patrick. I mean, he's terrible. He got that red in the last round, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> yeah. He, um, he almost gave Cluj a chance yeah, and single-handedly. His, his subs, too. I mean, you have guys like Bosic, Marcus Antonio, Luke Romero, Haisage, like guys who can come in and make a difference. Yeah, yeah the Romagnoli sub it's, was a fine sub. Yeah. But he had to make that because he started Casale. Who's but that, that's the thing. Like, we, like, especially in the, when they barely made it through, in fact, didn't make it through the Europa League groups. Uh, we he a lot, So much of the substitutions and then and also like reverse fixtures, you had they had to make sort of strong reactionary lineup choices yeah. just to see out certain results. And it's, it just feels like it's half backfiring again for Sare, where it's like he doesn't he thinks they could just sort of like chill at home, and now they have to go chase the game with a strong squad in in yeah. in Holland. It's like yeah, and I know also. I mean, last year they spent so much time making fun of the fact that Roma were in the conference. I know, league. Now, if but now if they go out to now Alkmaar, they're gonna lose. Yeah, if they go out to Alkmaar, then Roma's gonna make so much fun of them as they should. Uh-huh. I mean, like it's just uh, they looked like they didn't care. They didn't look like they were ready for it, and the crowd didn't care. I mean, twenty thousand people. It was that's sad. A tiny crowd. Meanwhile, Roma were Roma selling, selling it out, out yeah, last year. Yeah, out. and we saw. It, I was just seeing stats about how much Roma sold out the Olympico this year. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's it. I saw the, it was the 10 biggest crowds, like average crowds in Europe this year. And Roma uh-huh. were up on the list above, like above other teams with these massive stadiums too, like above Spurs yeah. and who have a big stadium and are filling it out every week. So Roma yeah. are getting like crazy crowds. And then Lazio mm-hmm. are getting these but tiny Lazio are people who two don't care. Roma in the yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just want to see some effort yeah. from them. Uh, should we do the other Italian team? Yeah. Alkmaar is still looking good in the league too, you know? Yeah, they could. They could. Do you think they're gonna win? Uh, oh yeah, we didn't predict it. Yeah, I'm gonna go Alkmaar. I'm gonna say the second leg is a draw, one-one. Alkmaar go through. I'm gonna go crazy two-two. Okay. And now and I'm gonna Alkmaar blow my nose through. on the mic. Ready? Okay. Yep. Oh. Nice. 
How was that for everybody at home? Did you enjoy that? I know I did. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. What about Italy? You want to do more Italy? Yeah, let's just do the next Italian team. Yeah. All right. Fiorentina at home, only able to get a one nothing result. Antonio Barak saved them from embarrassment. The 69th minute with a nice ha. goal. Ha ha. Ha. Uh, they weren't playing Nice, were they? No, they're playing Civil Sport. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they also only managed 16 pounds. Yeah, I mean, but it's Fiorentina a little different when it's here in this competition. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> they never come for this competition. Yeah. Um, even when it's 69, Fiorentina are also a smaller club than Lazio. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, Fiorentina, another one where a home team dominated yep. and only got one goal. And Sivasport had a few chances, so they yep. definitely looked like they could score. I can't, I can't leg. say this enough times on our show. Sivasport suck. Sivasport's <laughs> not a bad team. Yeah. Um, um, uh, honestly, Fiorentina seems to like playing on the road more anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. So I, this doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Sivasport, again, suck. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the relegation zone right now in uh in turkey i don't see any way that Fiorentina don't I, I feel like this is like one of those where you're like oh god like if they don't if they're not careful like Sivasport could catch them and then they win like three 0 yeah i i honestly agree with you and i know italiano thinks defending is like not a part of soccer and that everyone is supposed to be attacking at, at all times yeah but their individual defenders are all in great form right now Amrabat seems to find his yeah. feet again finally it's been a little good. while to get back into form after the yeah. world cup but he seems like he's he's back their midfield so much better than i think Jovic is gonna score two goals in this game okay if he starts it could be cabral that's true you and never I think know cabral's also gonna score you two never goals know game. i'm taking four one okay i think it's gonna be two nil fiorentina love it all right who should we talk about next? Um, let's just go top down here. Let's go Jurgarden yeah. and Lech. Um, was not Lech took takes a two nil uh, advantage to Sweden. Um, this was we talked about this last week. One of the hardest ones for us to have a mm-hmm. sense of ahead of time, just because um, Lech was because like Jurgarden had played really all winter. Yeah, um, and we've seen some of Lech, but. It was against Bodo Glimt, who also hadn't played all winter, and it was a yeah. really like sloppy kind of cagey game. So it was hard to yeah. say, like hard to get a read on yeah. it. We both enjoyed watching them in the fall, like, and if they had played this in October, I probably would have taken Jurgarden. Mm-hmm. But it felt like Lech, I just had would have too much of an advantage in terms of in, in terms of form, um, and we were right. <laughs> yeah, Lech won. Um, Lech aren't exactly what you'd call a dominant force in their in the polish league but you know they're a top five team mm-hmm. and they i think they're really taking this competition seriously they're getting up for it it's, it's like this they're like a prime example of why it's fun that this composition exists um not very team that would get out of qualifying in the europa league probably or if they do would finish bottom of their group mm-hmm. so for them to have these opportunities for for their big boy Ishak to sign my Shine, shine, sign, to sign and shine, sign yeah. autographs. It's tough shine. with the shit in the Mikhail middle. Mikhail Ishak yeah. is is my player of the conference league. Um, I mean, he might be. He's been yeah. incredible. Uh, he's banging in the goals. Um, he's got five goals in the competition. Yeah, um, and three assists too, right? So assists, like, yeah, he's doing so, it. So, um, I guess again, it's just really a question of like, did Drew Garden have a good week on the training ground? <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. they did play Malmo. Uh-huh. Uh, they made me. Cup. In, mm-hmm. They advanced on penalties, mm. and Malmo are a pretty good team. Malmo, mm-hmm. pretty solid team. But again, they it's, are. But they finished below them in the table last. Yeah, year. it's also a preseason cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So it's like this trying not... to read into the Papa John's trophy. Yeah, it's like... tough for the <laughs> it's tough for the Swedish league uh mm-hmm. when they don't really have competitive fixtures yet. So I, yeah. with that in mind, I think I'm still gonna roll with Leck here. I think Lecker, I think it's gonna be like one one or something. Yeah. Honestly, I was thinking one one as well. I do also wanna before we move on, I wanna yeah. point out that Lex crowd, forty thousand people there. Yeah, dude, have you, it was a great crowd. Seen, the videos are there's like yeah, there's like TikToks and stuff of that were popping up earlier this year, non-related to us. Yeah. Of like Lex crazy, like it looks like a game in South America. It's like yeah, their fans were incredible. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. Uh, also, this is now officially the best ever coefficient season for Poland, and it's almost oh, really? all just Lech carrying. Really? It. Yeah. Legia's never had like a thing. Huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's not, or at least not in like the modern, because yeah, coefficient keeps getting we keep, we easier keep and easier to get. Yeah, the conference league, baby. It is. This is where nations like Poland, yeah. smaller, not smaller because it's a big country, but like yeah. smaller in terms of stature nations, yeah, nations. can really make jumps and make yeah, like start getting other teams into Europe. It's cool. Yeah. And it's great also for teams like, for leagues like Italy, who mm-hmm. seem to just adore this competition. Yeah, already. Roma and Fiorentina are going to go back yeah, to back. Yeah, nobody wants to be in it, but they they, can't, they just can't help winning. They try yeah. to lose and they can't. Yeah, Lazio seem to be able to, though. Yeah. Um, Where should we go next? Should we go with uh, Sloven and Basel? Yeah. Yeah. This is another game we had absolutely no idea what would happen, so a draw seems about right. Mm-hmm. Um, Like... It's really hard to say. Like, Basel keeps, like, drawing in the league. <laughs> hard to get a sense. They had such a terrible start to the season, though. It's like, yeah. they seem to have stabilized somewhat. Bratislava is actually not in first place in their league right now. Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. It's a uh, Dunash straight up. Yeah, which is, like, pretty rare for them. They win yeah. the league every year. Um, I would have thought it'd be Spartak Trnava would be the other team that would be up there. Because they're, yeah. the, they're the ones I've heard of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but... Um, yeah, this is this it totally feels like a toss up. Like, um, it could really go either way. Yeah. But I think, I don't know why I feel this way, but I kind of feel like I'm leaning Basel despite not having the advantage mm-hmm. going into going into Slovakia. Um, I think they'll feel they should have seen this result out last week. Um, okay. I don't know. I, uh, well, I'm just going to do it to be different than you and because I really like George Kuchka. Cool, bro. He played for Milan. You know what? This feels like a pens. Yeah. I'm taking Basel on pens. Okay, I want to take uh, Slovin 2-1 regulation. Cool. Nice. And what's up next for us? Nice. Nice. You see, I tried to transition. Yeah, yeah I didn't I didn't yeah, pick up on it. Um, Sorry, I'm not I'm not at the races yet. Yeah. Uh Nice won one nil in not Transnistria. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In now. Uh yeah. Again, we talked about this last week, but they've been way, 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 way better since they fired Favre finally. Yep. Um <laughs> uh they seem to have found something here a little bit um in Didier. Um who's you know he's young. Yeah. They got yeah. he was. 36. Yeah. Doesn't he have his license. Coach that long. Yeah, he he was the niece B um manager for like mm-hmm. less than two seasons i think um and they're rolling with him and it's really working mm-hmm. um they, i don't know when what was the last time they lost even oh they're on a run they're it's a run. 11 matches i think unbeaten. i think he's been there nine mm-hmm. and they've been unbeaten since he got there yeah haven't lost i don't think this is the game they'll lose mm-hmm. <laughs> although to be honest they didn't deserve to win really in sheriff they didn't play that great no but um, they got the result which they is got what the matters result. um 
I still can't believe Casper Schmeichel is their keeper. Uh, uh, the kid, uh, what's his name? The Ayub Amrawi. Mm, yeah. He had a goal in the last game. He's only 18. Yeah. Um, they're, I, what's his name? The Sir, the, the rich guy, the rich English guy that owns that. Oh, Sir Jimmy Ratcliffe. Yeah. Yeah. For, I think they really made a mistake in the offseason. It's also something we've talked, touched on briefly, but like, they they had all these fun sort of young players and Galtier had like a sort of a chance to get them cooking. Mm-hmm. Only spent one season there. Yeah. Um and then they made this pivot into like buying up Premier League scraps who were old and washed. No yeah. offense, Casper. Um or Ramsey. Yeah, know. a little bit of offense to <laughs> Yeah. But I'm like, and and I, I feel like they and they they lost some of that like French league yeah. youthfulness that and 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 they've seemed like they've they've recommitted to it a little bit here. Yeah. Like, you know, with uh Todibo, um, I mean, it's ridiculous on yeah. when Dante is their captain, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Teram Ulian is twenty one. Mattia um, Vinny is twenty one. Yeah. And they brought him over from Italy and like seems like to have reinvigorated their season a little yeah. bit to to recommit to some of these to some of these like U twenty four guys, U twenty three guys. Yeah, I mean, even the guys that are, like, older on the team aren't, well, in what we expect would be, like, the starting lineup, right? Like, what yeah. we think is their strongest 11. So, the guys who are, like, 25, 26, right? Like, Taram is, or, sorry, Taram's only 21, Um, but, like, Bodawi is 23, Pablo Rosario is 26, Moffi mm-hmm. is 23, like, these are their, yeah. their key guys, mm-hmm. and they're all either about to enter their prime or at the beginning of their prime, so yeah. it's... So, they've gone full French League. Yeah, they're set up well. Um, yeah. Should point out, though, some injuries. Dial, Pepe, Atal, but also mm-hmm. at the Riviera. I don't think there's a yeah, chance. Pepe's for... been out for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, they're used to playing without these guys. How old is Pepe these days? He is, I want to say, like 26, 27. I was wow. close. I was off by one year. What Dang. a sad, like, Yeah, what a fall. Career, he said. <laughs> um, anyway, never bet against Dante. Dante was the best player ever in FIFA 14. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never doubt the guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take Nice two uh, one at home. I'm gonna take Nice. I think this is gonna be the one that gets away from Sheriff three 0 The one that got away. Yeah. Uh, let's do Villarreal on Anderlecht. Anderlecht Ooh. picked up a surprise result at home. Mm-hmm. Not that it was, you know, that impressive, but um, I get Villarreal is just like a really frustrating team this year. Yeah. Um, they just. Ever since they, even before Emery left, but especially since, Setien just like hasn't gotten what I think the fans or the club were hoping for out of what is a squad that should probably be finishing in the top six in Spain. Yeah, I mean, arguably isn't. top four. Yeah, even, I mean, they like, could have, you'd, you'd want them to at least be in the race for top four, I think. Yeah. If not totally getting it. Again, they spent a lot of money this summer. Mm-hmm. And what do they get for a 40 year old Pepe Reina and goal? Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, and they have talented young pieces, but yeah, they have talented young pieces, but they're getting looked at for big moves, and I don't see where they replace them in the future. Like, Jeremy Pino and Chukweze both look like they could be out Mm -hmm. relatively soon. That's going to leave them with a very old squad. Yeah. So I'm a little... They started a 19-year-old against Anderlecht in the the reverse fixture in Jorge Pascual. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder if... You know they're they 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 start a little stronger mm-hmm. than this one to to see out a result. You know Moreno will will probably start I think, um, 
or at least come in very early <laughs> yeah. off the bench. Um, again, this is like might could be their best chance to get Europa League at this point is to actually take the competition seriously. So uh, I'd be surprised if they don't come out with a strong yeah. squad and at home too. I yeah. mean, with the crowd and uh, so I agree with you. I think they win this one, but I don't think it's going to be comfortable. I'm going to go two one. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a good shout. Um, never bet against Jan Vertonghen either. Mm-hmm. Yari um, Basharin, keep an eye on him. He's incredible. Yeah, I'm gonna keep harping on. Shout him out every week. Yeah, yep. <laughs> he's my new guy that I'm gonna shout what out. What about week. Bart Verbruggen, their keeper, Dutch keeper? Yeah, it might Very be good. Exciting. I don't know. He's only 20. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I have their team's 20. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I agree with you that it's Villarreal, but not as comfortable as it should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's wrap up the fixture lists for the day then with West Ham, A.K. Larnaca. West Ham got a uh, 2-0 result mm-hmm. in Cyprus. Um, not exactly a shocker. Yeah, Mikel Antonio, possibly conference league player of the week last week, two Woo-hoo! wonderful goals, mm-hmm. uh, which have really just been missing from West Ham all year. So it's like goals, yeah. Well, goals in general, but also yeah. just like West Ham are like every player on West Ham are like horribly underperforming their exchange. Yeah. <laughs> it's shocking. Yeah. Uh, um, but it's not like they dominated the game either. It's not like they really, I mean, I guess you could say it was comfortable, but it was like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like they easily outplayed. I mean, they had fewer shots. Yeah. Similar big chances, similar possession. Mm-hmm. And this is their only win. In their last four, so they've got one point from their last three in the Premier League. There, yeah, and watching even on points play, to be going down. Yeah, watching them play, they look just so lifeless a lot of the time. They look like they don't have a lot of ideas. They kind of look like they're playing for like to just not be relegated at this point. They don't look like a team that finished top half the last two years. I have very little confidence in them moving forward in this tournament. Mm-hmm. I don't think Moyes is like really capable of handling this. Yeah this team anymore um but this is aek and i think you know yep one one i don't know two one i think at home i think they should win fairly comfortably i do i would love to see them try just something different for (laughs) once yeah like because you have guys who should be good and wouldn't that be nice clear what you're doing isn't Mm -hmm. working and like skamaka is not a great solo striker i mean you saw when he was at sassuolo the way Raspadori would play off him like almost right on his hip, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you do that with Ben Rama and move him central, like way more central, and allow Jared Bowen to be like your Berardi light yeah. type player. And then Palmieri can, Emerson can push forward, right? Like Cresswell can push forward, mm-hmm. fill that spot like Sassuolo is doing. Or maybe it's time to move away from the Rice Suchet double pivot because it's too deep. Yeah. You're giving teams way too much space and teams mm-hmm. you don't need to be giving that space to. Yeah, just like put a midfielder who's going to push you forward because I both are great players. Both can be playing for, you know, Euro Europa League teams in the top six, but neither. I just think together right now it's just you're giving teams that are worse than you too much space, and you gotta get someone to push the line forward, force like where the game is happening, move it toward the opponent's goal. But well, David Moyes is not going to do anything different. No, he's so. not going to do anything different. He's <laughs> going to run out the same team. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be. Meanwhile, West Ham still battling. Clearly very upset. I kicked my cup. Yeah, <laughs> that relegation battle is getting super dicey. Yeah. There's only, there's between 12th and 20th in the Premier League, there's five points. Ogbonna has played 10 oh. times. Okay, maybe they do deserve to go down. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like, they might. Yeah. Uh, um, 
Yeah, I, it's starting to look like in the Prem, like the bottom three might be the bottom three, like for real now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that, just that last spot is kind of as soon as Everton was smart grabs. enough to bring in Daesh, I was like, fuck, they're not going down. Yeah, I uh, mean, there's a three way tie right now for 18th with yeah. Leicester, West Ham, and Bournemouth, but I mean, talent wise, Bournemouth are so clearly so worse than worse. those other two. But Bournemouth are so clearly the worst team in the league for, for talent. Yeah, but I mean, and for t- West Ham and uh, you know, Leicester, a former. Europa yeah. League team to be a recent. I mean, Leicester were in the Conference League semis last year yeah. Um, and yeah. played like shit in that against Roma. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 dispiriting. I think mm-hmm. um, yeah. for a team, I, I don't, I can't imagine being a West Ham supporter right now and like seeing the quality across the team sheet and like yeah. being in this position. Um, if scoring 24 goals in 26 match league games this year is insane. And I know they like David Moyes because he did great with them. But if he's not going to be willing to make a change or do something and I want to compare him to a guy who's obviously a better manager and his team is way higher quality right now. And uh-huh. Pioli, it wasn't working. They lost multiple games in a row. They look and he has awful. a very specific style that he's very stubborn about. Yeah. And he's been stubborn throughout his career, but he changed it up. Mm-hmm. He did something different. And they advance into the quarterfinals of the Champions League. They have somewhat righted the ship domestically, even if they're still not yeah, playing. Yeah, he was willing to change formation. He was willing to, to bring in the kid. Uh, yeah, and just to, yeah. doing something like that is super important. Also, Ghent just scored. Oh! oh. Who did they? Yeah, uh, Orban. Orban! Wow. Yeah, wait. Uh, let's yeah, see. We're recording this actually on Wednesday this time. Yeah, we were just in a in a weird spot with uh, travel uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. getting everyone together. So how about that? It's their first shot of the game. Yeah, good for them. So you know, this game will be over by the time you're listening. To the this. gift is only 20 years old. The guy who just scored. So <laughs> good for another him. young player, maybe make some steps in the Conference League, which is why you should be what watching it. Yeah, what a gift he is. And he just gave Gent a big gift by scoring just gave for a him. Bad gift. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, should we? The Ghent Native Americans. <laughs> yep. That's their, their mascot. Yep. I don't know why. I know they, they have a reason. They do have a reason. But I don't remember it offhand. It's, this and is, it's just this weird. Is the reason. This is literally the reason. Because Buffalo Bill's tour like came through uh, the area in like the early 1900s. And they're like, that was dope. <laughs> literally the only reason. <laughs> Fair. It's the same reason why the first foreign bat in college basketball is in Dayton. Because I looked this up yesterday when we were talking about why is it there. They happened to host the first ever one there, and it went well. <laughs> they never left. <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, they planted their roots." Yeah, they're like, "Ah, oh, this place is pretty good. We'll yeah. keep coming back." So I guess Ghent were like, "That was That's pretty a one cool. and done." Yeah, we're gonna make this it's our like entire you're identity. your high school sweetheart. Yeah. Uh... All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. We'll be back for real this time on Friday. Yeah. Um, with all the exciting breakdowns. There's a lot of, uh, most of these ties are up in the air, um, mm-hmm. with the exception of a few. So it, there, it should be a good, um, intense time. I would expect to see a couple of extra times, a couple of penalty shootouts, mm-hmm. as we did last month. Um, and yeah, until then, are you looking up a manager to cheers? I am. We're going to cheers John Van de Broom, the manager. Is he uh, Dutch or Belgian? He's Dutch. Woo! <laughs> yeah, he played for Vitesse, Ajax, Istanbul Spore. Uh, they had a pretty long career. So good for him. Good for him. Big Vitesse guy. Spent seven years Two there. international caps. Yeah. In the 90s when the Netherlands 90s. were yeah. were still a country. 
So, so yeah, uh, cheers to Lech and John Vandebrom. Yeah, cheers to John Vandebrom. Vandebrom.